Hello, I'm R.A. Spratt. I write and perform this podcast. If you'd like to support the show, I'm a children's author, so you can buy a book by me, or you can buy me a coffee by going to buymeacoffee.com slash stories R.A. Spratt. It's an easy way to make a small thank you gift to the show so I can keep kicking this can down the road. The podcast directory you're using right now should have a link to my Buy Me A Coffee page in the show notes, or you can type it into your browser. That's buymeacoffee.com slash stories R.A. Spratt. All contributions are gratefully appreciated. Yellowhead and the Three Traumatised Bears by R.A. Spratt Once upon a time there was my cousin Charles, began Grandmother. Was he a pig? asked Peter. No, why do you ask? asked Grandmother. You children have an unnatural obsession with species. It just helps us to visualise things if we know whether the people you're talking about are people or pigs, explained Lucy. Well, Cousin Charles was neither, said Grandmother. He was a bear. But how began Lucy? Peter shushed him. Shh, if she starts explaining, we may never hear the story. Cousin Charles lived with his parents in a very nice, semi-detached two-bedroom home, continued Grandmother. His father was a chartered accountant. I didn't know that bears could be chartered accountants, said Lucy. Of course they can, said Grandmother. How else would bears file their tax returns? All right, time for lights out. But you haven't finished our bedtime story, protested Luke. What story? asked Grandmother. You were telling us a story about your cousin Charles, reminded Lucy. Oh, yes, that's a good one, said Grandmother. You really shouldn't interrupt me when I'm telling you such a cracker. Now, where was I? His father was an accountant, and his mother was the nicest woman in the world. Nicest bear in the world, said Lucy. Yes, yes, said Grandmother. Bear, person, whatever. She was very, very nice. In fact, she only had one flaw. I don't like to tell you this because I don't want you to have nightmares, but if I am going to continue with the story, you shall have to know the truth. Brace yourselves. Her flaw was, Grandmother looked solemnly at the children, she thought that porridge was a suitable thing to serve a growing bear for breakfast. The children said nothing. Aren't you horrified, asked Grandmother. Well, quite a few mothers think that, said Peter. Particularly Scottish ones, added Luke. Grandmother shuddered and hugged the children tighter. The things other children have to suffer through. You children are so lucky to have me, a grown-up who has the sense to protect you from high-fibre breakfast cereals. After the children had hugged their grandmother back and assured her they were suitably grateful, grandmother continued with her story. Apart from this one glaring character flaw in his mother, Charles had a loving, caring family, said grandmother. Their home was beautifully furnished. There was always plenty to eat, even if it was revolting, and there was lots of love and hugs. Until one day, when something dreadful happened. There was an earthquake, guessed Peter. They were attacked by genetically engineered dinosaurs, guessed Luke. His mother started adding extra bran to the porridge, guessed Lucy. Worse than any of that, exclaimed Grandmother. Their home was attacked by a home invader. The children gasped. Was Charles all right, worried Lucy? Fortunately, they were out for a walk at the time, said Grandmother. Charles's father often found a reason to go for a walk before breakfast, usually in the direction of a fast food restaurant, so while Charles's mother wasn't looking, they could sneak a breakfast burger each. But who invaded their home? asked Peter. A wicked, wicked, devious criminal, said Grandmother. And before I go on, there is one thing I should explain. You know what bears fear most in the world, don't you? No, what is it? asked Luke. 
All bears, grizzly bears, black bears, brown bears, even panda bears, are all terrified of the same thing, said Grandmother. They're frightened of little girls. No way, said Lucy. It's true, said Grandmother. Most bears run away screaming if they spot a little girl, particularly blonde ones with curls. They're the absolute worst. But that doesn't make any sense, argued Peter. Bears are huge and strong and they have enormous sharp teeth. Why would they be afraid of something much smaller and weaker like a little girl? Are you afraid of spiders, asked Grandmother. Peter blushed. He was, although he tried to be brave about it. You're much bigger and stronger than a spider, but, said Grandmother, as she reached into her handbag. If I reached into my handbag and pulled out a great big hairy tarantula, Grandmother whipped her hand out and Peter shrieked, ah! But on closer inspection, he could see that her hand was empty. Don't be silly, said Grandmother. I don't keep a tarantula in this handbag. I keep it in my hot pink patent leather purse. Peter clutched his chest as he struggled to breathe normally again. So you can just imagine how horrendously violated the bears would have felt if they'd known that while they were out, their home was broken into by a little blonde girl called Yellowhead, continued Grandmother. Don't you mean Goldilocks, asked Lucy. Yes, that's her, the vilest little urchin ever to curl her hair and put on a fake lisp to trick adults, said Grandmother. The despicable things she would do. I hardly dare describe them to you. She would bat her eyelashes and pout at poor, weak-willed adults and ask in her nauseatingly saccharine voice for whatever she wanted. And what is worse, the silly, weak-willed adults would give it to her. If she wanted chocolate, they gave her chocolate. If she wanted toys, they gave her toys. And if she wanted $5,000 in treasury bonds, they gave her $5,000 in treasury bonds. She always got away because no one could bear to say no to such a pretty little girl. But how did she break into the bear's house, asked Peter. If she was such a little girl, she couldn't have kicked in the door. There was no need, said Grandmother. She used her sledgehammer to smash in the lock. A sledgehammer, said Lucy. Oh, yes, said Grandmother. She always carried one. Because when she wasn't getting her way, she liked to squash frogs or people's toes with it, whichever got in the way. She sounds like a horrid girl, said Luke. But surely she couldn't get away with being so awful. It's extraordinary what beautiful people can get away with, said Grandmother, shaking her head sadly. You've seen the number of times I've persuaded the police sergeant to let me off just by smiling at him. And offering him one of your delicious shortbread cookies, added Peter. Yes, I am lucky enough to have two powerful weapons in my arsenal, agreed Grandmother, which is why it is such a responsibility not to use my charm and dangerously good cooking for evil. So what did Goldilocks, I mean Yellowhead, do once she broke into the bear's house, asked Lucy. First of all, she went over to the porridge, began Grandmother, and ate it, guessed Luke. No, she spat in each bowl and stirred it in, said Grandmother. Oh, gross, exclaimed the children. I know, agreed Grandmother. I told you she was disgusting. Then she committed the most heinous crime of all. She went to the cupboard, found where the mother bear kept her chocolate supply, and ate every last bar. There wasn't a speck of chocolate left in the house. The children gasped in horror. <gasps> Their grandmother had taught them that this was the most terrible of all crimes. Then she went into the living room and saw the three chairs, said Grandmother. And she sat in them, guess Luke. Oh, no, there was no time for sitting when you have wickedness in your heart, said Grandmother. She went out to the garden shed, fetched a chainsaw, came back inside, cut through the chair legs so there was only a matchstick of thickness holding each of them up. How horrible, exclaimed Lucy. And that's not all, said Grandmother. She was a spiteful little vandal. Next, she went upstairs and jumped on all the beds. 
No, said the children. Without taking her shoes off first, declared Grandmother. Again, the children gasped. <gasps> Just then, the bears returned, said Grandmother. First, they went over to the dining table. Fortunately, Charles and his daddy had both eaten four sausage crumpet burgers only 20 minutes earlier, so they were in no hurry to eat their porridge. Only the mother bear raised a spoonful to her lips. Oh, I think I'm going to be sick, wailed Lucy. But what Yellowhead hadn't counted on was that bears have an excellent sense of smell, said Grandmother. Their ability to smell is 50 times better than a human's. So just as she was about to put the spoonful of porridge in her mouth, the mother sniffed. Then dropped the spoon, exclaiming, Someone spat in my porridge! What happened next? asked Luke. Not a lot at first, admitted Grandmother. Charles and his father were in fact delighted for an excuse not to eat the porridge. So they all went into the living room to sit down. But as soon as their buttocks touched the woodwork, you know what happened. The chairs collapsed into a pile of splinters. One, two, three! That must have made them cross, said Luke. No one likes to find themselves suddenly, unexpectedly and uncomfortably sitting on the cold stone floor, great-grandmother. The father bear may have been an accountant and therefore a bit slow-witted, but even he began to piece together what was going on. Our home has been invaded, cried the father bear. I feel so violated, cried the mother bear. I'll never be able to sleep with the lights off again, cried Charles. Then the mother bear had a horrible thought, said grandmother. What if the invader is still in the house? Now, while all this was going on, nasty old Yellowhead was upstairs listening and laughing heartily at all the trouble she had caused, said Grandmother. Let's go upstairs and look, said the father bear. So Yellowhead heard the bears making their way up the staircase, continued Grandmother. Did she leap out the window, asked Lucy. Just listening to this story made her want to leap out the window. Just a ground floor window, but a window nonetheless. No, Yellowhead was much more wicked than that, said Grandmother. She had such confidence in her charm, she simply climbed into one of the beds, tucked herself in and pretended to be asleep. You see, she was forever receiving compliments on how angelic she looked when she was sleeping. So she felt sure that as soon as they saw her, the bears' hearts would melt and they would give her all the chocolate cake and treasury bonds she asked for. Did it work, asked Lucy. Sadly for Yellowhead, no, said Grandmother. She did not realise that all bears have a terrible fear of little girls and that as soon as they saw her, the bears would fly into hysterics of fear. Did they eat her up, asked Peter. Did they tear her limb from limb, asked Luke. Oh no, said Grandmother, they did something much worse. Now you have to understand that these three bears felt terribly violated and frightened and angry to see a repellent little girl shamelessly napping in one of their beds. So they punished her with the worst punishment imaginable. What did they do? asked the children. Their father bear was a tax accountant, said Grandmother. So he dobbed Yellowhead into the tax office and had her audited. Peter, Lucy and Luke gasped. Oh, they knew this was the most severe thing you could do to another person. What happened to her? asked Lucy. It turned out that she had not properly declared any of her illicit chocolate bars or treasury bond income, said Grandmother. The tax police charged her with so many crimes that she is still serving a 27-year sentence of hard labour. So let that be a lesson to you, children. If you ever break into a bear's home, ruin their food and break their furniture, whatever you do, don't take a nap. Run as fast as your legs can carry you. The end. Time for bed. Thank you for listening. To support this podcast, just go to your local bookstore or favourite online bookseller and buy a book by me, R.A. Spratt. There's lots to choose from, from across the Nanny Piggins, Friday Barnes and Pesky Kids series.
Until next time, goodbye.